Welcome everybody to uh, Mostly Ghostly this evening with everybody. We got a very surprise treat of, of, of mass proportions um, where this whole show could be a gamble. This could be a lost episode into the, 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 the sands of time, down the hourglass. Um, we're, we're attempting, uh, we're testing the Zoom um, situation right now, you know what I mean? As well as recording audio for an episode of The Mostly Ghostly. We're joined with co-host of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie, Melissa Potter. How you doing over there, Melissa Potter? I'm feeling on this lovely rainy day. Yeah, it's raining out there, which ain't that bad, but I can get down with some rain. The way Ray's camera setup looks like a weird cross from right here. I'm digging it. It's, uh, yeah, I like the cross. I'm digging it. Yeah, the rain's coming down. Last night we did a nice episode of uh, Shock Treatment with Mel and Marty. Yeah, Zane had a great time. He's still talking about it with, uh, with me today. Very good guy. It was a lot of fun having him on. Uh, looking forward, we're going to go to Baltimore, I think, do, do get get down with that, do something cool out there, uh, maybe a convention or some type of event, that'll be cool, that'll be cool. Well, I'm talking about, he, we're talking about doing a photo shoot, too, he's going to do a photo shoot with me. Well, why, I, I, um, tell him that we're all looking for photo shoots, me and Ray did a photo shoot for the, for the ghostly, we've never done a photo shoot for shock treatment, it's very, well, yeah, no, we did, yeah, con- we keep talking about it, but we haven't done it yet. We've done a couple of, like, uh, quick grab photos, which were nice, you know what I mean? Up yeah. at the, the WBOB studio with the, with the black and white head, you know? Yep. Not, a, not enough people say, uh, bring, when they're talking about the people that bring races together, they don't bring up the WBOB <laughs> clan over there, because they actually have a logo whose face is black and white, and uh, they, they need to be applauded for that situation, because they just want everybody to know that color ain't no thing. It ain't no fucking thing, man. Nope. And we support that to the fullest. And that's kind of the theme of... open, we all bleed the same color. Yep, and that was kind of the theme of our episode that we did with him last uh, last night. And that'll be popping off pretty soon. So keep an ear out for that. That was good times. You know, we talked about the craziness of um, the passing of, of the Black Panther star himself, Chadwick, up in here. Very, very sad stuff. Ray, are you with us? Yes, I am. All right. I like, now this is a new setup. This is like art. I like this. Look at that. I, it's like a very artistically, the camera's set up very artistically with the, with the you know, the setup of the room. I like that. Ray, what do you think of the whole Zoom thing? You like the video aspect? You feeling it? You not feeling it? Giving you trouble? You not digging? Uh, I don't know. Jury's still out on that. Ray's like, I usually take shits and do cocaine throughout Mostly Ghostly. Now I'm all like fucking, I can't do none of it. Well, I don't know about that. I can still do it. That's true. He, they all, yeah, you have been popping off for a little bit. They're popping out of camera. I haven't heard the snorting sound, so. That's why they have a mute button. Maybe it's a worse drug. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, the mute button. The famed mute button. Uh, yeah, you don't want to hear those sounds. Very graphic. We're very graphic on the show this evening. Ray, you were recently on the shock treatment with Mel and Maddie's show. What'd you think? How, how'd that go? How'd that show go? I enjoyed it. I really did. I think it went very well. Yeah. Are you a type? Are you the type of guest that goes back and listens to the episode after it airs? Or are you one of those people that don't like to get involved after? You know, I know there's certain... They'd also bring up the question, are you one of those, those actors that don't like to see their performances? Kind of the same deal, you know? Where, where, where you yeah. stand on that? Where you stand on that, Ray Booten? Uh, usually once I've been there, I don't go back and look. Yeah. You know, the only time I look at a performance usually might be just once. Or if I'm thinking about it and I think I can use what I learned or may have done in one role transfer it over to another role to study usually it's, it, if at all it's just to study what I think I did right and what I did wrong yeah uh, but no I've got I got about I don't know 25 films I've been in or different projects and stuff like that those DVDs all sit there I never look at them yeah never look at them yeah on occasion every now and then I watch so much of the movies making them, you know what I mean, in post-production, that, like, by the time you get done with them, 
And then we do that. We usually screen them a few times and then, you know, put them on DVD. And throughout the process of the DVD release, you know, you end up catching it a few more times with people that want to just watch it, you know, with you and get like a live commentary and such. Um, Mad Mel, the projects that you're involved with, when people come, when you go to some, when you go to somebody's house, do they automatically put Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie on? No. That's nice. If they did, how would you feel about that? Is that an honor, or is that 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 wouldn't creep you out a little bit? Not if they're actually listening to it because they enjoy the content. Yeah, I I I, I would take I'd take um I'd take a good I'd, I'd get a good vibe. I'd understand what they're trying to do with that. It's, I don't know. I wonder. I, I'm kind of curious where that falls with um, people listening to their own music. You know what I mean? You know, in watching their own films and such, how they well, I don't. Because I, I always do before I post the episodes on Fridays. Yeah. Just so I can hear how the whole thing sounded, and then I post it. Well, I, so listen, I don't mind yeah. listening, but other people, I know a lot of people don't like seeing them. I don't, I don't like seeing myself, but I don't mind listening. I like, I listen to the shows to make sure they're all good before they go out. Yeah, but it's more oh, that. I know you do. But it's I more listen to it too, just to have a whole thing as you know. As a yeah, it's like a when you do when you're editing it it's more like a business than a personal thing you know it's more business than pleasure because you you're listening to it to make sure there's no issues or whatever not more so than you're listening to it to get entertained or whatever but i do yeah, i dig the shows i kind of want to set up a i got to set up a desk area in my apartment so that you know i can use my laptop yeah i was going to say I, i've been wanting to put together like a legitimate studio with like a big booth with like the multiple, multiple mics set up and all that, but I mean, if the Zoom is the future, realistically, that ain't even worth doing anymore. You know what I mean? No, because we can we can all just still do it from wherever we are and record. Would have to would have to create a cult to uh, make good use of that table. Cult boombastic. There should be a cult boombastic. You know, I'll try not to let it go too crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, what's going to be the theme? Of 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 the what? Cult bombastic. For the greater good of humanity, man. We gotta. It starts off that way, I guess, and then it get it goes down a road of, I guess, sex, sex drugs, and rock and roll until we all uh, we all put up, from our we all put on our our <laughs> Nikes. We all put on our Nike shoes and hang it up. Should we get into a dark subject of the the cults today? What you know? Talk about some cults. What? What do you, Ray, you lived through Jonestown, right? Oh yeah, I was alive then. So what was that whole? What was that like coming up? Did you hear? Was was jo, was Jim Jones a figure in the media? Uh, I know over where he came from, he was kind of known. But did he did he do anything outrageous enough to catch big time uh, media at the time before before the whole outbreak? Not that I noticed. Yeah, um, yeah I didn't notice it. And- I've always been following whatever form of media there was, whether it was uh, predating internet and the news, uh, papers, news broadcasts, everything, then what would go on the internet a lot, I still do. And I didn't pick much up on him until everything went wrong. Yeah. That was always, uh, you know, the Kool-Aid man. You always think of the Kool-Aid man with Jim Jones. I've seen some funny memes, which is dark, you know, you shouldn't say. Rest in peace. To everybody yeah. who's passed, uh, those cult things are weird. Every time, every time you hear about one of them, it's in uh, it's Texas. Thought, well, it's all over the place. It's uh, in Texas, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's cool. Hey, uh, don't knock Texas. I did some time down there. <laughs> Not, no, I, I, know. Didn't, I didn't do time down there. I visited there. I'll, I'll rephrase that. I was going to say, Time, I never met a guy named Time. The, um, with the Jim Jones thing, they recently released his actual death photos, which I, they didn't release them forever. Yeah, well, I, I'm a creep, so, like, I like, I got, ever since the youth going on the Rotten.coms and all that, all that steak and oh, cheese yeah. and all that crazy yeah. shit. Um, but yeah, they, I, because they never released photos of him dead, which was weird, but they, um... Yeah, they took. They, he was like taken out of the pavilion, and uh, they had him like on the sh- like the walkway, and uh, he was all like fucked up looking. 
the there's there's like conspiracy theory about that of like where it actually happened because supposedly his body was like was pictured somewhere else and then they did it here but I'm sure it was just in the you know when they move them out I'm sure it was just like one of those things like they're going in and taking out the bodies it was probably they somebody somebody took a picture of the actual place where he died and then somebody took a picture after they hauled him out of that space like hey one more picture before uh, before we hit the road. Because it would be something that would be of interest later in life, you know what I mean? Yeah. How big of an impact, well, Ray? Yeah, yeah. You were going to say? Uh, just, they always think of, uh, if you think about, they used to do death, ma- uh, death mask on people. Yeah. Make a mask of the face. I mean, even if you go to uh, where you have a funeral, funeral parlor, etc., display, displaying the dead is a very big thing. You go certain places out in... Uh, near the Philippines or out in the uh, on the Pacific Rim over there, you have certain islands where they actually preserve the bodies mm-hmm. and they take them out once a year. They feed them, they dress them. There's a whole celebration. I've they seen the that. Would any of you ever be interested in something like that? Does that fit your fancy? No. Now they don't. Uh, let let them let them be at peace and rest. There's no need to keep pulling them up, and you know. Ray is going to argue the opposite side right now. I can see it coming. Yeah. No, with me, uh, my preference is don't even bother with the embalming or anything. Uh, put me in a box. If you want to, put a picture of me on the top of it. Pay your respects for a day. None of this, you know, three day wake and stuff like that. And then just plant me. That's it. It's over. I'm not there. And when Ray says plant him, he means literally because he, you want to be in the tree. Some worm food. We want, <laughs> he wants to be in a tree. He wants to be replanted in a tree, which is a very I cool like, idea. Very cool. I, I like that idea. I like the idea, uh, the old Native American uh, thing where they, where they say you drop your robes. Yeah. Once you become uh, you're no longer uh, useful. Contrib- contrib- Dark, yeah, darkness. To the clan or the tribe, and you're old. You take a few supplies, you take a blanket, and you wander off into nature, and you just wait for death to overtake you. And then you, you go back. You go back to nature. You feed the animals. You go into the ground. It's just you go back to where you came from. I mean, you become part of the cycle. Yeah. The good life. The good life. You know. Yep. Some people say death's easier than, easier than living, so we'll see how that goes when the time comes. No taxes, no birthday presents or Christmas presents. You don't got to worry about anything. No COVID and wearing masks twenty four seven when you're out in public. Melissa Potter, what do you think hell's like? Do you believe in a hell? I think we're in hell now. Well, I wouldn't go that extreme. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't think I'd go that extreme with it. Uh, maybe a purgatory. I'd, I'd agree with a purgatory. But I don't think this would be a hellatio. Hell on Earth. Hell on Earth. Yeah, that's only a Hellraiser 3 movie. That's all that is. <laughs> but um, do you believe in a real hell after death? What's your, deal? What's your take on that? I believe everybody goes somewhere. I don't necessarily believe in like a heaven or hell. Yeah. But I believe your body goes somewhere. Well, your body uh, goes somewhere. Well, like your but... spirit goes somewhere. Your body goes to a bad place. Your body goes to hell in itself, I guess. Yeah, because it's kind of just in limbo once, you know, you're buried or... We call it... Forever. We call that the wet the wet trash bag effect at Mostly Ghostly. That, that, <laughs> that, that's what your bag becomes. Yeah, your body becomes a horrifying procedure that only the finest can afford, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think I always I think hell's like a, I think hell's one of those things where like when you die and you're left to think about your how you lived your life and if you were good or bad it goes to that whole deal and if you were like a, a shit bag and it was like really bad you kind of have to live with the fact you hurt people you know what I mean you got to kind of um, live and like deal with the fact that you did that as well as I think the sub the, like it's in you're subliminal now you're in it, so. Uh, I think your 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 punishment would be like uh, seeing seeing scenarios of like people that you love like deal with situations that you did that like hurt other people. So like you kind of see how fucked up 
the effect you really had. You know what I mean? So like, I think yeah. it's more of, I think it's more of something like that of a mental state almost, you know, cause like, I don't know if I, be, I don't believe in like, you go to hell and there's a dude following behind you with a pitchfork poking, pitch poking fork, you in yeah. the back while you walk over hot glass. Like, I don't think that's a real deal. I think it's well, more, like South Park shoving pineapples up, you know, Hitler's ass. No, that part's real. That part's real. <laughs> the, um, but like, yeah, like I think that that's, I think that's all the story, the tale of it, you know what I mean? But, like, I think that it's a... I do believe in it being a place, but it's, like, a mental prison, you know what I mean? Right? I'm in a mental prison every day of my life. Never mind after that. <laughs> that was a good hip-hop album name right there, Mental Prison. Forget the, forget the walking on the hot glass. Uh, barefoot on Legos, that'll do it. Ah, the old uh, yeah, the Matchbox Minis, Home Alone style. So, Ray... Ray, want to tell us your, your take on hell, Ray? What's your take on hell? My take on hell is being separated from the source, which yep. some people would call it the divine, when you realize it. It goes a lot along the line, a lot along the lines of the Bartok Toto, which I've mentioned in other episodes, the uh, Tibetan Book of the Dead, where um, you look back at your life and your things, and that's that's the review. Yeah. Uh, and you're looking back on everything, and you realize uh, what you did right, what you did wrong, and you become aware of the divine presence of what's beyond. But if you were an evil person, if you were attached to physical things and stuff, you're drawn back into the life, and it's kind of like, no, but sorry, live again until you figure it out. So in that sense, we are in purgatory until we figure it out. On a personal level, um, I was watching, uh, I think it was on Tubi, They Return, uh, a documentary on people who died and came back. And I was watching it with my wife, and we were uh, looking at it, and I'm kind of smiling, and she looks at me and goes, oh, uh, that's what you told me. Because when I was young, I died, and they had to bring me back. And I still, to this day, tell people, you don't know how good that is how free you are and what it feels like and how fantastic it is. But I had to come back. I'm not sure what the reason was, but I was brought back. So, mostly, to do mostly ghostly. That, that could be it. Between talk, talking to people as a medium that are on the other side yeah. and my own experience of death, um, yes, I want to live a long life. I want to enjoy my family and my life. I don't want to rush it. Yeah. But... I have no fear whatsoever because I know it's greater than anything over here. Well, that's good. That's a positive aspect to it. I was like the flash right there coming back in. Um, yeah, I think that's the thing. If you can, if you can, like, come to grips with uh, you know death and what it is and all that, and kind of understand that it's not really the end type deal. I think it makes it a lot more of a you know peaceful thing that you wouldn't worry like. I don't really worry about it, you know. Mel, you worry about death? I don't Ray, you don't worry about death. You're 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 pretty right with where you're at that Yeah, um, I think uh if it's my time, it's my time. Yeah, you ready to go? You put get your bags packed? You could keep, keep an extra pair of yeah. luggage in the closet just yeah, in case. Yeah, my you know, all my horror t shirts parked, packed and ready to go. <laughs> if you were if you were taking that trip tomorrow, what would you bring with you? Wow. My, my cats, they're coming with me. Really? Even if the even if during even if during when you when you walk through the 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 orb, if it kills the cats, what if it kills the cats? No, I mean if it's my time to go, I mean you're not taking anything with you anyway. No, I know. So, I'm joking. But yeah, no, but definitely not scared. God knows I've come close enough times. So I was gonna go shock treatment and say, what what horror movie would you bring with you to the afterlife, Mel? Oh jeez, uh, probably House of a Thousand Corpses because I love that movie. <laughs> you know, uh, won't there be an F of them up up there already? Yeah, probably. Damn. But you know, it's better to have my own copy. It's autographed. Nah, I know. <laughs> it's good time. So, so Ray, how how, how big of uh, how big of an effect did the Jonestown massacre have on uh, society at the time? What was the deal with that? Society at the time was. Uh really more in a mindset like they they saw it they thought it 
it was tragic, and then they just moved on. Yeah. They they didn't do much uh, as far as um, thinking about it, talking about it. Nope. It's just like, okay, that's it. Wow, that's that's bad. It happened. It's bad. Let's forget about it. How long do you yeah, think? It happened. Yeah. Then you, you forget about it. You put it aside. How long do you think they talked about that? Was it something they just announced and kind of tried to bury it, or was it like a hot topic for a week or two or a month? Or You're talking about a hot topic for uh, probably a couple of weeks and then uh, just disappeared. No one dwelt on it. I'd say you probably get more uh, in people getting into looking into cults now than you originally did back then. You know how whenever we get a tragedy nowadays, everybody starts, things change in certain situations and get harder? Do you remember anything that, anything that changed or got harder when that happened? Uh, no, not at all. Okay. It was, uh, it was a passing thing. It was a passing tragedy. No one paid much attention to it. Interesting. There's a lot of people, right? I forget that. I don't know the number offhand, but it was a big amount of people. Oh yeah, yeah. That the famous pictures of like this from the from the helicopter coming in, and it's just like thousands of people and kids. Terrible. They say that he at the end he didn't want to take the medicine. He didn't want to take the medicine. He didn't want to take the fucking cyanide fruit punch. And uh, I guess somebody shot him. He didn't even shoot himself. Somebody shot him in the head. Supposedly. You ever hear anything about that? No, I didn't pay. I didn't pay attention to a lot of the details. At that time, uh, I wasn't really focused on that. I I was like most people. I kind of shook my head, thought it was sad, wondered how people could get sucked into it, and then just went on with my life. I would love to own the Jim Jones glasses. Those like seventy, like those seventies nerd style glasses. I would love to own them, dude. Like that would be the, that'd be the greatest thing to own. If anybody out there has any way of getting their hands on those glasses, I'm sure they're buried in fucking dirt somewhere out wherever that happened. But uh, what an item to have! I always liked. I always appreciated the glasses. I always appreciated the glasses. He had a he had a very interesting look about him. You know what I mean? But yeah, that was gigantic. I I seen a documentary not too long ago, too, a couple years ago. That was really cool about how. Um, he was so fucked up on drugs and shit that like the women of the of the of the temple were the ones that like like the wife kind of had this weird thing where she was she hated him and everybody there because he was like openly just having sex with everybody that he wanted to and um so like she was the darker one and he was just like like complete full blown drug addict and like they just kind of both like orchestrated it you know what I mean like there was the carelessness of life was there because you had him just blown away on drugs and and you had her just kind of like in such a rugged place you know that she was just like fuck this fuck everybody and um quite a formula for uh, what happened it's a crazy thing but the whole thing with that started with it's it started out as like a positive thing because when you, you look into it it's like I guess he started out good, you know what I mean? And then he, he oh, power corrupts and all that. And uh, he got all fucked up on it. I think he was on, like, pain pills and, like, speed or something. Like, he was on all types of shit that was, like, fucking up his head. And that's what happens, you know. You give somebody too much power. Look at Alexander Hawk, man. He had too much power. That dude had too much power. And you met all the lives lost with what he did. That was wild. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, well, what can you do? Well, you know, I'm with the conspiracy theory that they had to they had to hide that they couldn't let it out because it would just scare people too much. That's why most people haven't heard of it. Yeah, well, they they put him in the witness protection program and changed his name to Alexander Hawk, and now he's going. He's care. He's, he's fearless, dude. He he ain't, he ain't afraid of nothing. You know. This is how rumors get started, Kiva. Yeah, I was I was gonna say the witness if, protection program. But. Yes. If people started to believe that Alexander Hawk had has a hidden cult history in his past of where thousands of people give, give their lives, but he snuck away. And if there was anybody I could think of that would be a cult leader that would get everybody in the congregation to kill himself off and then him sneak out the back door, it'd be Alexander Hawk. It'd be my, my boy Alexander Hawk with the suitcases full of the money. No, Hawk's a good guy. He would never even... He would never even bring it to bring it up, bring up the the, the idea of everybody killing themselves for him. 
Very, he's a very nice guy like that. Um, that was that was probably the second biggest cult activity. The first the first one that uh, would have been what Manson in the in sixty nine because People's Temple was in the mid seventies, right? Yeah, Manson was big. I think Manson got more news coverage, and probably because he killed uh, who was that Sharon Tate, the celebrity. Yeah, yeah, the actress. That probably got is what got him more of the news coverage than Jim Jones. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember that. I remember that much more. So I guess it's not how many you do; it's uh, how big their name is. Yeah, some of her friends were kind of famous too, and she had the, she had the famous husband with Roman Polanski. You know what I mean? And I think she was pregnant, too, which is another reason why, you know, she was brought up as well. You know how the people say that if something really bad happens to you, people kind of lean more in. They'll let you get away with more shit. I almost feel like because Roman Polanski's because she got killed, maybe that's why they weren't so uh, quick to cut his head off when he was dating like the underage girls or doing whatever he was doing because they felt bad for his uh, his past. They allowed him to flee escape, escape to France. Escape. Everybody's now, quiet now. Yeah, I think they were just—they were just making making they were making excuses, covering their own butts and making excuses so he could get away. He was one of them. Yeah, he's in there. He's the, the uh, Rosemary's Baby was a true was a documentary I heard. That's what I heard. But yeah, Manson thing was huge. The Manson thing's weird because uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think they ever really convicted of him of murder, right? He was just kind of. Uh, the brainwashing cult leader type deal. I know he supposedly killed like a pimp or something like that, but the big murders that took down the entire thing, he was just a, he just like told them to do it, which was kind of, kind of crazy in itself when you think about it, because I'm not saying what he did was right by any means. This is where the whole show turns. I'm not saying what he did was right by any means, but like, I feel like they didn't really catch him on. He kind of got convicted. Like, Maybe maybe the law system failed a little bit with Manson, where like they didn't really catch him on what he did, but they caught him on what you know what what they could get, what they wanted to catch him on type deal. Well, that's almost Al Capone like. He did a lot of murders, but they got him on taxes. Yeah, exactly. You get him with Just what you can. You get him with what you can, but they could have got Manson on other things. I think, and he was uh, he made such a mockery of the court and the law system, and was such a, a show to it. When they carving the, the the swastika sticker in his forehead and the way he acts, like I I remember I got heat on Facebook years ago because I made a comment when he died about like, you know, love him or hate him, he's got to be one of the most interesting individuals of the last like fifty years because if you go back and watch those interviews he did with with, with like Geraldo Rivera and, and, and those other people, dude, he's like insane. He's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, very fun. He's like the Jim Carrey of his time, some say. You know what I mean? I was thinking more of like Tom Cruise jumping up like an idiot on Oprah's couch type of deal with him. Tom Cruise doesn't have feelings, uh, I hear. So like he was just trying to act, pretend like why, why, what people act like when they're very happy. No, I heard Tom Cruise. I shouldn't make fun of Tom Cruise because I heard he was actually really nice in real life. And I, sh I should take that back or the Scientologist will cut my head off. They'll put my head in. They'll, they'll put my head in Ray's bed tonight, like like the Godfather. <laughs> so hey, they, they they leave the head over here. You know where it's going to end up on the back porch with the other skulls. Well, that's nice to know at least. If my head ever showed up at Ray's house, it wouldn't be turned in to go with the rest of my body. It'd be boiled down and put in his back deck. He'll put he can put cigarettes out in my eyes. I like yeah, it, but think of it. Think of it this way. <laughs> Take a look at the view that you'd have. Yeah, that is nice. I'd be with yeah, Ray. I know. I was thinking that when you had it facing there earlier. I could always be with Ray, too. I, I could appreciate that. So I just kick back here, and uh, I'd have to find another big bowl, though. That's true. That's true. That is true. Um, Charlie died recently. He, he got Some girl was trying to marry him before he, he died. I remember that. She wanted to own his body so she could, like, sell it or maybe own his estate or something because I could, you know, the biggest, the biggest of all time, I feel, when it comes to his uh, his category that you'd put him in. So it's definitely got to be some money there even after death, you know what I mean? 
if you're talking about someone who wants to own his body, then you pretty much got to talk about that character, Zach, on Ghost Adventures. He buys everything up that's sick. Yeah, I believe it. Or a kid. Puts it in his museum and then charges money. Or like a kid, like spawning a kid. I bet if there was a kid out, if there was a, a seed of Manson that was like a musician, I think he'd be big deal. I think that alone would carry him into uh because Manson was a musician. That's how the, the whole thing started because he pissed, uh, um, one of the Beach Boys pissed him off. So he went back to like, go kill him off. But he didn't live there anymore, yeah. Yeah, what can you do? Well, Charlie's, Charlie's Manson. Charlize Theron's doing uh, the Manson movie. Like she did Monster, she's doing Manson now. She's going to be... Ray could play a pretty good Manson, I bet. I bet that'd be really cool. Ah, there it is. <laughs> you got to be dedicated and really put the swastika sticker in your forehead, though. Will you do that for me? Uh, makeup, sure. No, no, we, I, we, no carving? Oh, man. Alex Hawk would carve it in for me. We can make it look <laughs> like it was carved in. No, yeah. I know. Make it look like it was carved. I can handle the, the, the sickle real good, but... Not not the SWAT sticker. I actually I would I would I'd actually like to do a Charles Manson movie, and I know a I know a gentleman rapper from Connecticut who looks a lot like a very young Manson, so it's very possible to pull it off one day. Well, actually, what you do is you do a variation. Yeah. Manson never died. Manson never died. It's years later, and he's losing his hair, and he's got a white beard. <laughs> we cut that's that's Bub- Bubba Ho Manson right there. He's still around. He could be. He's He's with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Him and Elvis are knocking back shots at the local bar. That reminds me of my Jessica, that that video of Jessica with the tattoo of the dude with the Elvis and the Charles Manson tattoos on his back. Remember that video I put up? Nice. That was good. From like uh, the marvelous world of the whites. It was a documentary on Amazon. Prime and it was like uh, it, it was they it, it resurfaced after um, Tiger King because like Tiger King was like kind of redneck trashy dude, but this this documentary on this family was like, it was like blew fucking the Tiger King out of the water. But they like more people knew about Tiger King, and there's a dude on there called Jesco who's like he's he's like he's got a few issues we'll say, but he's super cool. He's like one of those people you'd want to meet, but like. You'd have to worry about him killing you or something. You know what I mean? He's true punk rock, right? He's true punk rock. <laughs> you know. Uh huh. You know, but so we had Charlie Manson. Um, next up would probably be what Waco with Koresh. Yeah, Waco was uh, that was a that was a pretty big deal. Government got involved in that one. They're getting a lot of light on their hands right now. They, they they just had there was I think Amazon did a show and then Netflix did a show on them. You know, you remember, there was big debate whether uh, what happened with that. I mean, there was high speculation whether or not you know the FBI created the old fire or if they created the fire that ended up burning the place down. Uh, a lot of speculation. I guess you know he was, you know they they yeah. Do you remember what do you remember oh. from the time? I think Koresh at the time thought that he was like a another Messiah. Yeah. The coming of, of, of the Messiah. And that's uh, that was his whole thing that drew people in. Another musician. I wonder if there's a... He's got that musician God, Godplex to him that uh, where they think they're uh, the beginning and end of all. You think that plays into it? Musician, what do you think, Mel? I hear you over there. I know you're a big fan of music. I see you over there. <laughs> the... Um, you think that all these cult people have, you know, there's a there's a coincidence to the fact that these cult people got musical. I, Jim Jones, I might say, even Probably had all some. The drugs they're doing while they're on the road. Yeah, well, drugs always do end up coming into it for sure. You know, that is a main ingredient in all the stories. Yep, don't know how to handle the fame and you know everything that comes with it, so they lose their grip on reality. Yeah, well, it's it's like you 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 have all these people worshiping you, doing whatever you want, like got literally anything you want from murder to, to sexual acts to go get me this money, and, and you know, like a weird lifestyle, completely bizarro lifestyle, 
You know, you have the power of that. You then you add drugs to it. Now you add that. You know, now you extend that out to the point of now you, the drug has become an addiction, and now you got that that fucking hatred. You know, that real bitterness of the drug addiction type deal, where like he's locked into it now, and he he's a powerful dude, but he can't. In his mind, he can't comprehend the, that this, these drugs have that much power over him, even though he has all this power over the people. Like, that must be, that's a crazy element to it that I think really fucking snaps him out. And um, I think that's like the breaking point in their head. And when they hit that level, because they all got the drug thing, they all have the drug thing. So, like, I think it's, they, 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 they everything's good, they're doing the drugs and everything's great and they're fucking, everything's perfect. And then, like, they lose control and that's when. Over. There's gonna be some kind of there's gonna be some level two of like mental issues to begin with, of, you know, to begin with too, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. Well, I mean, even to, to kind of get that ball rolling a little bit, but it's weird because they always say that they start for a good reason. Like that's always in all the stories, maybe not Charles Manson, but in most of the stories, it's always like they, uh, you know, they're trying to go for something positive. And then it ended up just going far south, you know what I mean? Yeah, it went way sideways. But, um, yeah, so, like, I, but that, but the drugs always come into it. So I think that's it. They just, they lose control, and it's a weird, and they're not quitting drugs at that point. They're like, let's take this plane into the fucking dirt, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they had some kind of trauma affect them as, as children, and... I, you know, it, they use that as their way to... It's true. It's true, but I feel even that... I think even power in, like, a drug addiction at that level could break even the most sanest of minds that, that that's never... You know what I mean? And even the most sanest of mind that never had any issues as a kid, that they're, 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 they're sheltered, so, like, they're not quite the sanest of minds still. So, like, every everybody could, could be attacked, could be taken down, you know? And it's interesting to see what the, the, the people that join the cult, you know what I mean? how they tag in and a lot of them are a lot alike you know what I mean and they they're just looking for something to belong to type situation it's interesting the cult aspect's real weird you know but yeah Koresh was an interesting one I haven't watched the movies yet but I I know like a little bit about just the story Hawk watched the stories the movies yeah Ray how you doing over there I'm doing deeply I thought Ray looked like you. Deep in thought. For a second, I didn't think you were liking what I was saying, and I was like, "Huh, Ray, Ray, Ray." No, that's my natural look, not my public look. He's resting Ray face. Doing. Oh, I'm out my. I'm out my. Half of this back porch is work. uh, Work my workout area, and the other half is like my meditation. Yeah. And and I've got the green out in front of me. I've got everything around me, so I'm kind of slipping into that contemplative. Uh, type of type of thing, right? Uh, if you talk about the cults and the leaders, um, yeah, I think that they did when they were growing up. Something seriously went wrong. Yeah, and I think they were, uh, their response was to become really, in their own eyes, more like a god figure. They may have started out trying to save other people, mm-hmm. but they just got so wrapped up in their own ego that they started manipulating and they fed off that. You throw the drugs into that mix. Yeah. Oh, you, you, something nasty has to happen somewhere. These damaged people are trying to uh, manipulate others, and then throwing drugs in, and you give them power, and it just all goes south. Real easy. It's like that song, "The Cult of Personality" or whatever. I mean, you gotta you gotta have a personality to roll to run a cult too. I mean, you look at all these over uh, bombastic. Uh, for lack of a better term, uh, people, um, you know, they're very, you know, energetic and, uh, enigmatic or whatever the word is there, where they're, they're magnetic, where you just want to kind of, you kind of, people flock to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, until you come to a weirdo person like, uh, what was that dude, Apple Whitwood, Whitmore, Whitewood, Applewood, the dude from, uh, the Heaven's Gate cult? Remember that? Oh, Heaven's Gate, yeah. Make it, they they really put Nike shoes on the map, you know, more than Kaepernick did, you know what I mean? Or Kaepernick, your boy. I wouldn't mind owning a pair of those um, those Nikes, that edition. I remember I used to know the, the edition that they were and stuff. 
I have like a weird fascination with that dark stuff, as you can tell. No. Yeah, it's okay though. It's healthy. I wouldn't do any of it. It's healthy though. It's interest. It's, fa- it's interest. It's interesting. No big deal. Um, but yeah, I would. It's not I, like I, you're luring women into a back of a van and murdering them. Sh- you know. It's not like there's people locked up in my basement or anything. Tell them to be quiet so that nobody hears them. I was shushing them. They know. It knows <laughs> what it does. It doesn't want to get the hose again. It doesn't want to get the hose again, okay? Um, I liked the the whole the whole Heaven's Gate deal was interesting, you know. I remember I was old enough for that one. Like, that was one that I remember. Because I was like mid-90s. I remember when that was a big deal. And, uh, yeah, they're all doing the suicide cult cyanide again. That's a fan, a fan favorite in the cult community is the cyanide. I don't know why, because it's not, it's a pretty harsh death. Uh, hanging your, uh, I shouldn't, we shouldn't get into this topic of what's a better way to kill yourself, but, um, I think, uh, cyanide is probably one of the least, least favored ones. Uh, it's kind of like when people say that, that, that drowning is a, a favorable, peaceful way to die. I don't think there's yeah, anything... Yeah, no, I'm good with that. I don't think there's anything peaceful about suffocating. Um, or burning to death. Uh, or, like, none of that. They say yeah, after the first couple days, your skin melts off. You, you you suffocate from the heaven no air. It's all good. I take You take a shot in the head at any, any day. Any day of the week, I'll take a shot in the head. Good. Yeah, end it quick. Just quick, yeah. <laughs> Not even see it coming. Pop. Um, yes, why do you think cyanide, Ray, why do you think cyanide is like a big, what's up with that? It's the most common, yeah. It's reputation and fairly common, fairly easy to uh, get a hold of compared to other things. You think that like a hanging would be like looked at as inhumane or like more of a violent death? You think that's what it is? Well, I mean, if you've you've got a follower and then you suddenly present them the image of hanging, dangling there, and uh, neck broken, suffocating, as opposed to, you don't even have to tell them it's cyanide. You know, drink this, you'll be at peace, and we'll all rise up and go to a better place. They just drink it. They don't really think. But if you say, okay, um, put this shotgun under your chin and blow the top of your head off, they're going to look at you and go, what? Yeah, you're only going to get... Yeah, true. You're only going to get through a few people with that. That's the thing. It's yeah. like you drink cyanide. Everybody's gonna drink it without issue. Nobody. It takes a while to die, so it's getting into their system. Everybody's drink. Wears in right. You got one person. The first person who gets up there and blows their head off. Everybody's gonna be like, yeah, maybe that ain't a good idea. Maybe I don't want to do that. You know, that looked like yeah. that. Uh, that was ineffective. That was uh, a little pointless. Like, uh, like the head comes off and they look around. It's like the moment when they look around into the trees, like God was supposed to come out of the clouds or something. And they're like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think I'm going to do that. But being in a cult, dude, they, they, they're deep within the head at that point. Like, I feel like be, like when they, by the time they give into that cult like mentality of it, it's like when people come to grips with like facing the fact that if they're going to do something like a suicide, like how they usually they're, they, they contemplate, contemplate, they hit it. And then there's like that time in between hitting the okay until doing it where they're just kind of like dead to it. I feel like it's already over. Like they, they look at things like they've already dead type deal. And I think that's kind of like the way that they think at that point where they're already dead, you know, oh, we're already dead anyways. Might as well just finish it. You know what I mean? Sad. Yeah. It's crazy. The whole cult aspect is really warped. Well, if they bought into their leader's uh, pitch, yeah, their leader's story there, and it usually has to do with uh, going to a better place or feeling better, and they get them all psyched about it. Yeah. And the people go into the cult, uh, they have a problem. That you probably have uh, problems to begin with and are easily manipulated. Then you keep on pitching that how beautiful it is and how great it's going to be and how wonderful it is and at some point they're going to be anxious to do it yeah yeah it's true you know you keep yeah i think it's breaking people's spirit and breaking them down and then like you rebuild them and kind of like uh to be be what what you want them to be so when the time comes you want to do that they could just join the marine corps damn it's true (laughs) a lot of the same tactics are used yeah 
That's probably where a lot of them get there. I bet I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of them were, went through, you know, the boot camp situation. Kind of boot camp. Yeah. And they, they took note of how they, they were treated and how you kind of break somebody's spirit down and get them to do what you want to do, you know? Yeah, because not, you're not, you're not your typical dude or, or, or dudette. This is the equal opportunity, uh, equal opportunity program. Not your, not your, your cult leader uh, usually has something, something up. I think, yeah, you, but you were right to say that they got to start, start bad. I think there, there is kind of a little. There's got to be a little for you to go in that direction. There's got to be a little spark of that within you, in you, of knowing, you know, hey, maybe it'd be cool if I got this power and then I could do whatever I wanted to do. Like I think that that having that spark within is like, yeah, the beginning of it. I think there's a possibility when they were young, they had no power. They were helpless. That's they very true, yeah. Something could have happened to them. And once they get a hold of that power, even if they start off with good intentions, uh, that turns right around. They get drunk on it, and they just run in the wrong way with it. Yeah. And like you said before, if you add in things, uh, either more attention and more attention, and then you throw in a few drugs here and there and this and that, it just spirals out of control. I mean, they're, they're drunk on that power. When they hit that wall, like Jim Jones, where they can't go any farther, yeah. um, they're kind of like, everybody, okay, everybody, it's time. Let's, uh, or Heaven's Gate, okay, everybody. The leader sees it falling apart and tells everybody else, okay, it's time to ascend. Yeah. It's time to do it. And they're, they're just bailing before they get caught. Manson got caught. That's the difference. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's a weird dynamic because all the, all the pleasures of life you could think of, whether it was like physical or emotional, you they they have that to excess. So like it it goes to a point where all that's spent. Like it's not like if you think of like what you want, if you could have everything happen for you, all the things you would want happen, and you just go, you you live that life until it, it doesn't make you happy anymore. You know what I mean? Happens a lot. Even that's in fame too. You know what I mean? It's not... well, I mean, I, if you go back to, um, it just popped in my head, you go back to scripture, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world but lose his soul? I think they look, the people in the cults, particularly leaders, they lost their soul. Yeah. They, they didn't have anything inside anymore. Uh, they had all the world but nothing else. Yeah. And uh, a desperate person at that point, they pulled the plug. Mm. Unfortunately, they brought a lot with them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I wonder if the I wonder if other countries are, have uh, more notorious cult cult leaders the way they have more notorious serial killers. The way you know we have our our our, our homegrown serial killers that we know you know our, our Ted Bundys and Jeffrey Dahmers and such, um, John Wayne Gacy, you know stuff like that. And the numbers they put down, which are very tragic and terrible kind of pale in comparison to like you look at some UK killers and stuff like that where people just have in certain situations there's like close to thousands of people if not more than thousands of people these people rack up it's fucking crazy you know what I mean so I wonder if there's there's been the way we know Koresh you know Manson you know the the the, the, the Jim Jones you know all, all these people it's like there's got to be people from other countries that are like even eclipse them, sadly. And other countries like glamorize stuff like that. Like I want to say I remember seeing like Jeffrey Dahmer action figures from like Japan or something crazy like that, um, where they, for whatever reason, they you know they they, I you know I I get into that. Yeah, I I think it's interesting and stuff, but I don't know a Jeffrey Dahmer action figure. You know what I mean? That might be yeah, a, no. that might be a little too much. But, um, no, because then people would really start wondering about you if they already didn't. Ray has more cool artwork for us to look at over here. I like this. I'm trying to figure out what it is. Oh, I see. Oh, I like it. Ray, that was the shit. Ray, that was good times. That was like 2001 A Space Odyssey, where I was, I was, what I thought I was looking at turned into something else. That was very nice. I like that. That was cool. Like, I'm like, did he, am I looking at like a like a, like some painting on the wall, and then Ray walks out from the corner like in this awkwardly like he came out of a different dimension. Ray just a, a, exited from a different dimension, a portal in the wall. He's back with us. 
One day, I want to make a children's Saturday morning cartoon. Hi, Kitty. <laughs> hey, Kitty Cat. She's pretty. Yep, that's sugar. Sugar, sugar, sugar. Angel, Hi, came, in, Angel came and joined me. Eh? Ray Booten needs his own Saturday morning children's cartoon where he's like a, a shaman that can like jump through portals and do magic and stuff. Ah, that might be fun to do. We're going to put it on Comedy Central. I'm going to call him up after the show. <laughs> I'm say it's go time. What do we got on time on this bad boy? Almost an hour. Yeah, I got 52 minutes going on the audio version. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, I got 55 on the video. Very nice. Very good stuff. So hopefully it'll work, it'll, it'll work up. Um... Who do we do? Who, who have we had for like modern cult people? Anybody know? Like cult lead? Well, who we have? We haven't had any cult leaders in the last. You got the dude from Tiger King. You got him for a cult. Uh, the doc there. He's like oh, a cult yeah. leader. <laughs> but other than that, I saw that, an article today that his his wife or whatever she supposed is was is uh, going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh no. Carol Baxter. Carol Baskin. Is yeah, she's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, she's going to be on it? Yeah. The one who killed her husband, supposedly? The one that killed her husband, yeah. She's going to be on Dancing. I saw an article today. They wanted to be on Dancing with the Stars. She's doing Cameo now. You can get her to call you up. I've seen that. Well, so I can get her to kill, get her to kill another man, and let's see. She'll probably get a movie deal. I wonder how. She's probably got rules against bringing anything up like that on the show. Uh, she she really hates Peter, particularly when he started taking those uh, animals out of the circus. She she lost her gig right there. Well, well, yeah. Once you once you start making people lose money, they don't like you anymore. No, no. Circus offered her a lot, but she couldn't do it. She did. She belongs she, in working in a circus. Yeah, she took away Tiger King, took away his all his his money, but she, she don't want her money taken away. I still haven't watched that. Um, at the time, I'd say definitely watch it because I watched it and really liked it. But if you if you made it this far without watching it, I guess you could survive. I guess you maybe that's what kept COVID away is not seeing Tiger King. So yeah, I, guess, I haven't. Had, it hasn't really sparked my interest enough to want to sit and watch it. Just uh, just uh, just keep it moving then on that Tiger King. They're doing it. I guess they're doing new episodes. Oh God. The only reason why that was so successful, well, I mean, it would have been big, but they got to the heights that it did, where you could have got fucking Tiger King for president, he could have became the, the president, uh, was because of the COVID, everybody on quarantine. Uh, he's going to get out, he has a cult, uh, Tiger, what was the fucking name, Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Exotic. Joe Dirt. <laughs> Joe Dirt. Yeah, he does, he does look like Joe Dirt. I remember saying that way back. When they started talking about the movie, I said, fucking David Spade all day. Yep. He already played the part. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, good times. I dug it. I dug it big. I really found it enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Ray, did you see Tiger King? Nope, didn't bother. I'm outnumbered. I'm kind of outnumbered. Yeah, I'm surprised. Two to three. This lot, is, yeah. A, a lot of things. Uh, oh, you take Tiger King that gets a what they call a cult following. Yeah. Every everybody follows, and it applies to the more serious cults, whether it's the Manson and uh, Heaven's Gate or the others. Yeah. I really think there's a whole lot of people out there. They're searching for something. They don't have their own identity, and they're finding it somewhere else. You got it. And they they really really depend on. That. They really focus on it. They get so sucked in. And, if, you know, you yank it, they're lost. Yeah. Because they haven't found out who they are yet. They don't have a soul, so to speak. They don't have a real identity outside of whatever they're worshipping or following. Right. They're just like a shell. Yep. They're a shell of a human being. Ray's blowing joints over here like a Snoop, Snoop D-O-double-G. Nope. I know. Paul Mall. Paul Mall, baby. Paul Mall in the house. Paul Mall, Mall Carp. Starring, Alex, starring Alexander Hawk and Kevin James. Now I'm wearing headphones, y'all. What you think about that? How you like me now? Looking all professional. Catch me outside. Catch me outside, you don't like that. Catch me outside, how about that? So, I am outside, how about that? 
So is the world one big cult? Is America has America become one big cult of? Is it two different cults that battle off and see who has the uh, see who has the ultimate last. power? You think a president one day would have the cult the, the have enough power to get half the country to kill themselves off? Oh, well, you might have enough power to kill the other half off. <laughs> you got that right, guy. Um, I wonder. I wonder where the whole the. the island and then just you know out in the middle of nowhere before he decides to blow up the planet or something we come from a time when like it wasn't so open to kind of like i remember when even when people didn't like the president they wouldn't go on about it you know what i mean it'd just be kind of like it is what it is and move on now it's like it's it's big deal big having well it, it falls into the cult thing that we live in a society whether it's uh with the various forms of media, mm-hmm. we're bombarded so much that uh, people get sucked into that and they just join what I call a clan. You know, you have all the different groups, whether it's Facebook or other, and you got this group and you let in all friends that believe the same as you do. And you form your own little clan there and you bash everybody else. And they're all little mini cults following this idea or this person without really thinking and as to what does all this mean? What's it doing to me? And how, how do I relate to my fellow man? Well, I don't. I just follow my cult. I, I belong here. They accept me. I love this. I'll follow them. It's a sheep. It's the Wuhan it's, it's, clan. Wuhan. Got it? Wuhan? COVID? COVID Wuhan? Wuhan clan? Too big, too big. Uh, yeah, that was bad news. That was dead. I'm very ashamed of that. I'm very ashamed. I'm very ashamed, guy. Um, so, what do you guys? What do you guys think of the whole Zoom thing? You think this was big success? I like it. I, I mean, I don't mind it. I think you know everybody else. Like every, like you said, everybody else is starting to switch over to video from the audio. And, you know, with COVID and everything going on right now, it's nice because at least this way I can actually see you guys. Yeah. Hey, Melissa Potter, if you could ask Ray Booten one paranormal question, do you have any on top of your head? No, not at the moment. I don't. Interesting. Well, then I guess you just... Well, un- I wasn't exactly prepared for all this. No, I know. No, we, we went in a whole different... <laughs> Off guard with that one. Yeah, we this this week's episode. We had a we were going to do a, sh- a mostly ghostly episode coming up, and um, we were trying to test for this Zoom thing because this is supposedly the future. So I figured, why not? You know, uh, we got Ray and we got Melissa to both come on. So I said, why not make it do a live test? Throw on the auto audio recorder, so we have the audio for you know our typical um, audio version of the podcast, and we'll have this video to mess around with and see if. Uh, if, see what if, happens when we upload it to Facebook yeah, and everything. See if Zoom is the future, you know, for uh, shows on the Boombastic Media Network. Um, powered, you know, so we'll see how it goes. With our powered group. by Matthew Fisher. Oh, powered, <laughs> by, powered by Nintendo. You got my Nintendo, by the way. I need my Nintendo. I haven't I forgot about my Nintendo, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, yeah, with that being said... We'll, uh, we'll wrap this up. And, uh, Dan and Melissa, thanks for being on the show. No problem. Thank you for having me. I think this was a success. I think you said you recorded the, the recorded it as well. So hold on to that. Don't just delete it in case we have any issues over here. Uh, or if you want to play around, you know. But, uh, beautiful. Ray, what did you think? When, when you guys brought me back in, it, it's not doing it. It didn't record it's so it says record up in the top and i don't know if i'm recording or if you're recording i'm i'm i have a record going so that could be it yeah that's probably what it is then because when i came back in when i got booted it doesn't say anything about the video aspect now in my bottom and the bottom i did it. i support that so i think it worked <laughs> i enjoy that cool ray what do you think and you, you like it you like this aspect of it it's interesting. It's different. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, I like it. It was fun. It's um, I mean, it take a little getting used to. Yeah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like the, I like both formats myself. So we'll see what, what what's going. But it's definitely good to to have a you know a variety if you want to do something special with it. Don't want to do like a interview. You know, be good for interviews and stuff like that. And we'll see how it goes. We'll figure it out. Very uh, trial. I got a mostly ghostly shirt on here. I support that. Shadow people. Devil's rejects. I got the horror aspect. I got the devil's rejects. Maddie's got it going. I got it going. I got my spirit shirt sitting here with my skull and other things. So that, yeah, it's it's my mostly ghostly spot. Well, mostly ghostly is uh, the haunting capital of the podcasting world, I'm told. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We got hits. Thanks, everybody, for the hits. We got some old, We got episodes popping. New episode popping off today. Um, I think it is the um, the, the 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 triangle of um, Alaska. Alaska. Yeah, the Alaskan Triangle episode dropped this morning at six a.m. New, mostly ghostly, and uh, you can catch Mad Mel on a, a show with myself called Shock Treatment. With Mel and Maddie, where we talk about all things horrifying uh, and film and all the whole culture of horror, um, as well as some other pop culture things, we kind of go off in different directions at times. But uh, yep, we, those episodes will drop on Fridays. They drop Fridays at 6 a.m. in the morning, I believe, bright and early. So if you want to rock one going into work or whatever, you usually have the ability to do that. And uh, yeah, I think what who's what our next episode is is it James Bolsamo or is it It could be James. I don't know how you have it lined up in the queue because we've yeah. done a few shows so I don't, I lost track of what what's going in what order. I think it's James. I think it's our, our good pal James Bolsamo is on the next episode of Shock Treatment with Mel and Maddie on Friday where we talk about, you know, his his climb to where he's at today. Anybody don't know Jamie Bolsamo, he's a good dude. Big time hustling guy out there doing a big making moves. Never stops making Never movies. Never stop making movies, dude. Great guy. If you've been to conventions, you've probably seen him. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, we're hoping to see Ray Booten in a James Balsamo film soon. Yes, I approve that message. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm, that's. I'm not gonna be a happy man until I see Ray Booten in a James Balsamo film. Needs to happen, but. Very we good. all need to be in a Balsamo film. Hey, Mel, have you been? No, not yet. Never been? I thought you were in one. No, I tried to, but... Well, hopefully we'll get we'll get him back to a, a, a local convention or something and we'll be able... Well, we can shoot something and send it in. We'll talk to yeah, him. Yeah, right? Yeah, sounds you got, like a plan. You got you to sweet talk him into it. I'm sure he'll yeah. let you. He's a good man. The logo price of 1995. no. There you go. I like it. Hey, sometimes you got to keep them lights on, baby. Got to keep them lights on. Yep. But, all right, folks. Thank We want to thank everybody for listening to Mostly Ghostly this week and be on the lookout for uh, Mad Mel. Is there anywhere else you want to promote for your thing? You got anything else coming out you want to promote? Um, not at the moment. Everything's uh, quiet on this front. You know, just got some ideas rolling around in my head, but... I like it. Got to put it all down on paper first. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, and uh, we'll see where it goes. And Ray, you got you got anything you want to push? Did you just get casted in a new movie or something? Uh, well, I know Reflections is done shooting. That's a sci-fi thriller, and uh, that's in post-production. They're editing now. Um, this week I should get the script. For when the sun dies, that's a post-apocalyptic thriller. I like that name. Uh, the uh, an end of the world film. Yeah. Um, in that one, I put in for two more on a national level. I'm waiting to see if uh, I get a response on any of those. So just keep. I just keep pushing it. Cool. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Hell yeah. Well. And we got we got to get together sometime and do my uh, horror short there. I'm down with that. We gotta do the flea market. We gotta do the flea market walkthrough too. Maybe yeah. we'll, we'll knock them both out in the same uh, afternoon. Sounds well, like a good plan. Hell yeah! Well, Mad Mel, thanks again for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Anytime we'll have you again. I think this will be this is a very uh, successful test, and uh, we'll dip in and we'll see how it goes. And Ray, always a pleasure, my friend. 
Oh, it's nice uh, hooking up with both of you. Oh, we hooked up? Don't tell anybody. Yeah, I know. You just told the whole world we hooked up. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. We'll catch you all in the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Boom! <laughs>